0: Welcome to the Management Insights podcast series hosted by McGraw Hill Education. My name is Debbie Clare, Executive Marketing Manager for our management portfolio. Today's topic the wisdom of proactivity. Our guest, Tom Bateman. Thank you for joining us. Tell our audience a little bit about yourself.
1: Uh, hey, Debbie. Uh, I'm, I'm a longtime professor of management. Uh, uh, been at University of Virginia now, now for going on uh, 18 years, and as you know, I'm co-author of our of our management textbook. Um, I've taught uh, at a number of universities. I've taught undergrads, graduate students of all levels, executives, uh, mostly around the U.S., but in several other parts of the of the world also. And usually, what I focus on in teaching is leadership and organizational behavior. And I've done a fair amount of research over the years on a lot of different topics, but one in topic in particular keeps bringing me back to think about and write about. I, I think it's really interesting and important, and, and it has to do with what it means to be proactive.
0: So what motivated your interest so much on this area of proactive behavior?
1: Uh, I, I just just remembered earlier today, honestly, that uh, there was a famous management well, Famous book called *The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People*, and it is was about what the title implies. But habit number one, said to be the most important of all, is simply be proactive. Uh, And I it struck me that there isn't really any research on that topic. Uh, And I have to say, I, I wasn't all that thrilled with what the author had to say about proactivity either. I thought he was missing a lot. So we started doing research on what that word means, to be proactive. And since then, it it keeps bringing me back for more research, and and a lot of other people are interested in the topic as well.
0: How would you describe proactive behavior, and why does it matter?
1: Well, it matters in a lot of ways, and I'll I'll provide some more detail, but uh, the the example that strikes me at the moment is a true story. Uh, It was not me who experienced it. It was a, it was an economics professor, actually a pretty famous economics professor. He was driving home to Boston from Cape Cod from summer vacation with his family. And all of a sudden it's like a two way lane highway, I guess. And all of a sudden traffic stops and then it just inches forward very, very slowly. And an hour later, they finally get to the choke point and there is a, a mattress lying in the middle of the highway and the cars are creeping around the mattress one at a time. And then once they're on the mattress, they can hit the gas and head out. Uh, well, afterwards the economist thinks back to this and wonders why in the world doesn't anybody stop and move the mattress off the highway? Well, being an economist, he said, well, there wasn't an incentive to remove the mattress. So nobody did. And there's logic there, but I would add a different perspective, which is simply most people, most of the time, don't swing into action, are not very proactive. If you think about it. It doesn't take long to think about it. That would be a very simple solution to stop your car, take 30 seconds, and move it off your highway. And now you have created a better future for everybody behind you on the highway. Most people are not very proactive, but what proaction boils down to is spotting a problem and solving it or spotting an opportunity and going after it and capturing it. And in both those cases, uh, it's not all about the present. It's also about creating better futures by solving current problems and seizing current opportunities. That's what proactivity is all about.
0: And... Knowing uh, proactivity is important, why do you think it's becoming even more prominent in today's world in business?
1: Uh, I, I don't know if it's, I don't think there's data on whether it's actually more prominent than it used to be. But I will say the bu- business environment has changed a lot, making proactivity all the more important than it used to be. So uh, people of my generation know that back in the day, people's careers started in a big Corporation and often uh, decades later ended in the same corporation. Pretty predictable. Pretty not to be insulting, but but not, not no big surprises along the way. I'll put it that way. Now, of course, it's a staple in every management textbook, including ours. Things are changing much more rapidly in much bigger and more complicated ways. Uh, all the change that is happening is making the future more unpredictable. Well, people want to control, to have some control over their lives and their work and their careers. And it's easy to feel out of control and just get swept along and then be surprised if things don't work out perfectly. Uh, proaction is all the more important because it's about taking some control of one's own life and job and career and making course corrections in order to, 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 to achieve more positive futures than if you don't take any corrective action.
0: How does uh, proactive behavior differ from normal behavior? Uh,
1: normal behavior uh, often is pretty unthinking. Uh, like uh, Kahneman and Tversky and others would point out quickly that we, we, we do an amazing amount of our behavior habitually, like we did it yesterday, like we did it an hour ago, one day is the same as it used to be. And we do we do a lot of things fairly mindlessly. Uh, proactive behavior requires strategic thinking, and it requires thinking ahead. And thinking, for instance, if we stay on the current trajectory we're on, where will we end up? Our team or our company or our country, for that matter. It also requires thinking about what changes should I make now in order to create a better trajectory that will lead to better futures. So proaction is about creating better futures. And that, uh, or that, uh, uh, mindset is, is not so common until people kind of force themselves or are forced into it. Uh, but something jars them into realizing how important proaction can be.
0: And how do you engage your students since they may think this is all common sense, and I already know all this.
1: Well, interesting, you mentioned common sense. That's that's a classic uh, sort of critique about the field of management, and the field of organizational behavior. Most people think, I, I I I get it, I understand this stuff. I lived and worked with people all my life. How hard can it be? Um, but practicing managers, you know, they 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 look back and they wish they'd paid more attention in their management classes and in their organizational behavior classes. Uh, and by the way, there's plenty of research, and and sometimes I lay out some of the research showing how students get their first jobs based on their technical skills and their grades in those technical courses. Uh, but over time, eventually in their careers, it is the interpersonal stuff, the leadership stuff, the human element, uh, the management fundamentals uh, that that uh, can make or break a career in the long run.
0: Now, Tom, how do you go about introducing this topic to your students in the classroom?
1: Uh, in the book, we introduce it in chapter one. Uh, when, when we talk about the relationship between the person and, and we do try to humanize it for the students, asking the students to think about what kind of relationship do they want with their employing organization. And one relationship is to be sort of passive and go with the flow and take what the organization gives you or do what the organization tells you what to do, sort of be a passive recipient of whatever signals you're receiving. Uh, but we also talk about the utility of thinking bigger and more strategically and broader about what uh, what kinds of contributions can i make that would really add value that make me truly an outstanding contributor uh in ways that pay off for me as well as help my organization survive and that that those kind of points imply the the usefulness of thinking strategically and proactively and taking unique kinds of actions with an eye toward better futures
0: are most people proactive and is proactivity a good or a bad thing
1: <laughs> the net of is, is a good thing lots of research by now shows that the more proactive a person is uh o- over time and across circumstances uh it, uh it relates to better job performance better higher job satisfaction lower job stress uh higher assessments of leadership uh it, it relates to entrepreneurialism. Uh, it relates to career success in the long run, even pay raises and promotions in the long run. So the net of it is proactive, uh, yeah, of proactivity. The net of it is positive. However, it's got to be said, any single proaction could backfire. You, you can't guarantee that it's going gonna, gonna to work. Your boss might not want you to be proactive about something. You could try to be proactive and it might backfire on you. So a single episode, it's hard to predict, but you, you're better off if you do it thoughtfully rather than thoughtlessly. Um, but the net of multiple proactive efforts over time tends to be very positive. Uh, by the way, uh, to add some more examples, we mentioned starting a company. Starting a company is kind of an ultimate act of proactivity, creating something where nothing had existed before. Uh, to change strategic direction is proactive. To to try to change the company's culture is proactive. And those are big, challenging things that take a lot of time. Uh, on the other hand, back to your question about examples and real life and how often do people do it, there, there are little ways to be proactive. Among them, what people do and what people say or fail to say in meetings. There's a classic metaphor, the elephant in the room. The topic that everybody knows is important It's usually something going wrong and everybody knows we should be talking about, but people avoid talking about it. To be sitting there in a meeting and realizing that the bosses should address this, but it's not coming up. To raise your hand and and add the question or comment about the need to talk about the elephant in the room, that's proactive. It changes the course of a conversation. So that, so that the outcome of the meeting will be different, and who knows, maybe the long-term performance of the company will be different because of that one little comment or question that that you ask.
0: What advice do you give your students?
1: Uh, a lot, you know. A lot of productivity boils down to realizing there's a lot more option than most people think. A lot, a lot more options than most people think. I tell students. If you find yourself thinking, I, I've got no choice, I've got to do X, use that to realize that you probably haven't thought hard enough because there's probably more a second option. And by the way, that pertain- that comment pertains to having just two choices in your mind. I got to do either, either A or B. Well, odds are there's a third option that could be better than, than either one of them. Maybe combine the best elements of both of them. So productivity means thinking in terms of options. Uh, creating new options. And don't just think them in your head, but taking action to uh, to make those good things happen.
0: And then, Tom, if you had a crystal ball, we were sitting here looking into the future, where do you see this topic going in the field?
1: Uh, in a broad sense, the bigger examples of proactivity, how to make them work, rather than fail to work. How to get back on your feet when things don't go right in the early going. Um, how to persist over time and adjust your strategies and tactics so that the outcome is what you hoped it would be. And by the way, that pertains not just to individuals, but also to teams, to companies, to societies. The great challenges of the world are the major issues, what some people call wicked problems that are so complicated and are going to affect everybody down the road. Uh, what's required is proaction. Uh, climate change being a great example. We need strategic thought now. We need bigger action now that might cost be cost. Significantly in the near term, but they will pay off in the long term. Uh, that's what proactivity is about. Avoiding the worst futures and uh, trying to create the best possible futures.
0: Any last tips before we wrap our time together? Uh,
1: for students in a course like management, consider this the, the real beginning of, of your professional development. Uh, of course, your technical skills and other courses, but management, are, courses and management books try to introduce students to what the world is like out there with a lot of breadth to them and enough depth to be thought provoking. This is the beginning of professional development. Uh, and I think management has that kind of eclecticism and the breadth of uh, knowledge that makes for a well-rounded that for the beginnings of a well-rounded career, prior to continuing to learn about management throughout throughout one's career.
0: Tom, thank you so much for sharing your experience and your advice based on your research and your teaching experience. I know we've learned a lot from that today. To our listeners, please check back for future topics and spread the word to your colleagues about our podcast series why? Because learning changes everything.